Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Childhood Rising podcast. This space and this business have been intentionally designed to bring together an empowered collective of parents, educators, carers, and other folk who are all journeying alongside children. Through this podcast and our support services, we aim to raise the well-being of the whole child, as well as the adults who walk alongside them. We talk about trauma-informed caregiving, play, and the importance of attachment, while also not being afraid to cover the difficult but deeply reflective conversational topics too. If you too believe in the inherent wholeness, competence, and contribution children have to offer this world, then you're in the right place. Hello, hello. Welcome to the next episode here on Childhood Rising. Today I'm going to be talking a lot about play, um, which is very fitting because it's the school holidays and I'm actually recording this while I have a house full of kids. So it's likely that you are going to have a bit of background uh, music, let's say, today with lots of children playing in the background. So if you can hear that, I do apologize and I hope that you can hear me um, okay regardless. But what I'm going to be talking about in particular is what I'm going to be referring to as the facade of play and the magic that comes from collaboration and community. And what I'm trying to talk about here is how we all, um, you know, objectively might see the same thing when we are observing a child at play. So let's take for the example that I'm seeing right now. There are lots of children in my yard and in my house running around and playing hide and seek. And objectively, we will all look at that aversions of events and see the same thing. However, if we are trying to find meaning and make sense of play, it is likely that we're all going to be looking at it in a very different way. And I'm really interested and passionate about how we can use collaboration and community to find clarity. I'm also just a sucker for alliteration, so that sentence, using collaboration and community to find clarity, brings me lots of joy for a few reasons, but I really do believe in that as well. And what I mean by collaboration or by cultivating community is that we are looking beyond what we can objectively see by drawing on the expertise of a multidisciplinary team, not for the purpose for going down the spiral or the rabbit hole that can be trying to seek the why behind a child's play, but for us, you know, universally and coming together and being able to collaborate on a layer and contributing towards a layer that is that child's unique and individual needs. Now, often this can look like a teacher drawing on the expertise of another specialist, such as a psychologist or an occupational therapist. And I think that that has lots of benefits as well, because we're still, you know, drawing on the expertise of a few people in that scenario. But again, I think that, you know, experts, I say that with bunny ears around that word, all have their views. But those views are almost meaningless without the context of that child's day-to-day life and the context of that child's relationships in which they live in. The child is ultimately the expert on their day-to-day life and their relationships. And depending on the age of the child and their developmental level, we may or may not be able to draw on their expertise. Um, And in instances where we can't, say for the example of a much younger child, which is predominantly the age group that I'm talking about here in this podcast and who I work alongside, um, we need to draw on the expertise of the person who is second to that child. And that is usually the parents or that child's primary caregivers. 
So what I'm talking about when I'm talking about collaboration and drawing on the expertise of community is not just to uh, professionals working alongside each other, but how we can really work deeply with the family and with the child in a rich and collaborative way. Because at the end of the day, there is no infinite truth as to what is going on for that child and what is really behind their play. We are all seeing those events through the lens of our expertise, through the lens of our experiences, and through the lens that is our perception. But we can't work alongside a child in isolation. I feel that the power in understanding play and supporting a child deeply really comes from this collaborative space. Just to kind of ground this concept a little bit, it might be helpful if I give you a really simple example. Say we see and we observe a child pushing something that might be quite heavy. And this could be, say, a wheelbarrow full of rocks or stones or something, just as an example. You know, I, as a counselor with a psychology background, might look at that play and think that child may be seeking an opportunity to feel powerful, right? I have a focus on that child's social and emotional development. Whereas an occupational therapist might look at that scenario and see that that child is working on this aspect of their sensory system, say proprioception, for example. And a teacher or an educator might look at that um, example of a child at play there pushing something heavy and see that the child had counted how many rocks were in that wheelbarrow or that they have been really interested in wheelbarrows lately and that they might be, you know, working through the transporting play schema, for example. So that is one simple example of a child at play and already three diverse examples of how a professional might see that child's play. And then that parent might have the context of that child's life outside of that isolated scenario to really help us understand what that child might be playing out or working on in a much richer way. Perhaps they had spent the weekend with their dad or a family member doing some renovations in the backyard and something might have happened and then that child is playing out or repeating you know, the experience that they had on the weekend in some way. So I hope that gives you a bit of an example around how you know, it is through the power of community and collaboration that we can see the whole child at all times. And why I really advocate for this approach is that it stops us from just zeroing in on one aspect of that child's development or their learning. So if we just took, you know, the one uh, perspective of that teacher, yes, they might see multiple different examples of how that child is learning or developing in that moment. But it's when we draw on the um, power of everyone in that community that sits around, around that child that we really have a rich understanding of that child's needs and where they're at. So if you are someone who are listening and that is regardless of what relationship you have in living alongside children, whether you are a teacher, an educator, another professional, you're a parent, caregiver, family member, and you're really ready to start to expand the way that you see play, to look beyond the facade of play and start to explore ways that you can cultivate collaboration and community to find clarity then I invite you to join us in a workshop that we have coming up on the 29th of April. 
um, and that is called Hide and Seek, Finding the Whole Child Through Play. We have run this workshop before and it was really, really well received and I'm excited to be sharing it live once again. In this workshop, there will be three professionals sharing their view on play. We have Kath, who is an occupational therapist. There is myself as a children's counsellor and there is Jill, who is an early childhood educator. And each of us will be taking turns to share our perspective on play who can start to look beyond the facade of play to find the learning, to find the needs and to see the healing so that you can join us in flipping the script that is how we see play so that you can justify its worth to parents, to other family members so that, so that you can understand the messages children are communicating to us through their play and use play in a way that is intentional and it best meets the needs of our children. This workshop really is like a three-in-one value for your dollar sort of a workshop and I really hope to see lots of you there. There will be time at the end of the workshop session for some personal question and answers as well and if you're keen to learn more about the workshop or purchase your ticket to join us you will find the link to get some more information in the show notes of this episode. Otherwise I will talk to you soon.